Hello and welcome to Don't Watch This with Rob and Josh, where we watch some of the worst films that cinema has to offer. I'm Rob, and this is my co-host Josh. What's up? And today we're going to be discussing the Studio Ghibli film Princess Mononoke. But first, tonight we have a special guest, Sam Fish of the Fishbowl Podcast. Uh, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast? What's going on? Uh, the fishbowl, uh, not uh, spelled like a regular fish. It's uh, F-I-S-C-H, like my last name. Uh, you can. It, the fishbowl is an entertainment podcast where me, Sam Fish, interviews celebrities, musicians, uh, people of the film uh, and entertainment industry, and talks about all the cool stuff that they have done. Uh, can you give us a couple of, of examples of people that you've interviewed recently? Uh, recently, I interviewed uh, the filmmakers and two uh, main co-stars of an independent uh, romantic comedy called Another Version of You, uh, available for streaming on demand uh, and at their website. Um, I've also recently interviewed uh, the director of uh, the original uh, Crow and Dark City, and uh, a number of other uh, more well-known uh, actors and directors and uh, musicians as well. All right, thanks, Sam. So here on Don't Watch This, we like to take a look at films that either one or both of us haven't seen. Now, I've seen Princess Mononoke several times. Uh, Josh, have you seen this movie? I've never seen Princess Mononoke, but I've seen other Studio Ghibli films, and they're all superb from everything that I've seen and everything I've heard of other films. Sam, what about you? Have you seen this movie? I've seen it. It's definitely been a while, so it'll be nice to have a refresher. Awesome. So this, again, is from Studio Ghibli which was founded in June of 1985. They have 21 feature films over that time period, such as Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and various other works. Their two notable directors are, and I'm going to butcher these names, and I apologize. I can do it if you want me to. No, I'm going to try, so fuck you. Hayami Izaki. Oh, that was so bad. I... I hate you. Hayao Miyazaki. You're a piece of shit. Anyways, and Izayo Takahata. That one was better. You're still terrible. (laughs) But they've made beautiful, beautiful works over this time period. And they've been recognized nationally for the animation that they've done. And Rob, some information about Princess Mononoke in general because obviously i don't know that so uh also known as mononoke hime in japan the movie was released in 1997 it became the highest grossing japanese film of that year it's uh the uh, american dub stars billy crudup claire danes gillian anderson and billy bob thornton it's rated PG-13, so it's a little bit of a darker anime for uh, Studio Ghibli, because most of them are rated G or PG. And uh, it's got a 93% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, so for a change, we're going to be watching a good film rather than a dumpster fire piece of garbage. Thanks Killing wasn't too bad. It was awful. Theodore Rex wasn't too bad. Uh, it was passable. Uh, you're a piece of shit. And uh, so, Rob, what would be your favorite film from Studio Ghibli. Uh, It's definitely this one. Princess Mononoke has to be my favorite, and I would say Ponyo is maybe my second favorite. That's fair. And Sam, what would you consider to be your favorite from the... I'm going with Princess Mononoke. It's it's the chick riding a wolf, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And and because I'm I'm a dog person, so... Hey, I I can agree with that. (laughs) Um... And for myself, since I haven't seen Princess Mononoke, I can't really put that on my list. But I'd have to say Howl's Moving Castle for myself. It's also a good choice. I mean, they're all good choices. It just depends on what you've had the chance to see. It's true. You can't really go wrong. So, 
but we're going to take the time to watch Princess Mononoke. It'll be a brand new experience for myself and just a uh, flash from the past for Sam, definitely, since it's been a bit and a bit of a flash for Rob. Yep. So, and we'll get back to you. back from watching the movie um i think it's safe to say everybody enjoy the movie yeah i have no qualms and it definitely lives up to everything that studio ghibli has done during that time and since and for any of the films that they plan on doing in the future i i i thought it was good i could have used a few more deaths just a few. Just some. The count was a little bit low. It wasn't as you know. Well, you know, I I I thought I thought uh, it 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 could have used a little more gore. Oh, just a little bit. I mean, it was PG. You no, know, we but... we we did have you know severed arms of the cavitations, but you know, it, which it was, we will get into later. It was, it was a little it was a little clean cut. Yeah. Just no, no pun intended. <laughs> So anyways, Rob, the synopsis from the back of the DVD of Princess Mononoke from Studio Ghibli of 1997. All right. So, inflicted with a deadly curse, the young warrior Ashitaka heads west in search of a cure. There he stumbles into a bitter conflict between Lady Eboshi, the proud people of Iron Town, and the enigmatic Princess Mononoke. A young girl raised by wolves who will stop at nothing to prevent the humans from destroying her home and the forest spirits and animal gods who live there. She's never referred to as Princess Mononoke, though. Yes, she is. Lady Eboshi is... refers to her as, as the, the wolf girl. No, she, she refers to her as Princess Mononoke. Oh, I might have missed that part. When you're introduced to Lady Eboshi. Well, I guess I guess it's a it's a firm uh, assumption now that they don't mention it enough. Yeah. That's fair. They it, It's about one time. Yeah, that's fair. Her but, first... but, but then again, usually the role of thumb with, with the movie is as far as like saying the title and in, in the film is you usually only say it once and it has to be pretty impactful or prevalent toward yeah. the like, yeah. very prominent right right in the narration so her first name is son yes that is so it's son moment <laughs> so um but before we start talking about uh, our notes i had a quote here from hubert reeves that i thought was pretty relevant to the theme of this movie which is, man is the most insane species. He worships an invisible god and des destroys a visible nature, unaware that this nature he's destroying is this god he's worshiping. And I think that sums up this movie pretty well. Uh, with the red pill it. or the blue pill? Industrialization. Yes. So, the opening scene starts with a nice narration that I honestly don't recall. It was something along the lines of man and nature, man and beast living in harmony. Talks and then the, the Fire Nation attacked and all hell broke loose. Let's not forget that uh, the voiceover actor was uh, Keith David, who uh, voiced Goliath on Gargoyles and is also uh, a John Carpenter favorite. He was in uh, The Thing and uh, They Live. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't think uh, Josh or I realized that, and that's cool because I've been watching some gargoyles since I got Disney Plus. You're a fucking sheep. <laughs> I want to watch. Soul. I want to watch gargoyles again. But <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm ready. I'm ready to bow. I'm not giving into the mouse. Lord, <laughs> go fuck yourself with that rodent. Hey, this was licensed by Disney at one point. I hate you so much right now. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so after the intro um we're introduced to prince ashitaka uh as he's riding on this red elk yeah i was thinking an antelope but they later described it as a red elk or a a light red elk yeah so he's just 
there's a lot of riding in different things. There's a wise woman that rides a man to a certain area pretty soon. And yeah, it's prevalent throughout the movie. Anything's a vehicle if you try hard enough. <laughs> Especially Billy Bob Thornton's character. Who is uh, Jigo, the monk. Yeah, he's a favorite monk of mine, actually. The shoes now. are killer. Yeah, they are basically... I, I, I want to say he's wearing, like, like disco, like Japanese disco shoes. <laughs> Think half a foot of a two-by-four, just duct taped to the middle of a sandal. I, I want to say he's, he's really just trying to set a trend. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fashion statement. I'm getting Josh some of the sandals for Christmas. I, you'll hear me. Yes, you definitely will. fucking hear me as I scream as my ankles are busted. Uh, so practice makes perfect. Yeah, breaking <laughs> ankles, I'm sure it does. I want to see you run on some of those. Oh, I will so, fucking oh, die. Oh, uh, oh, he uh, jumped from uh, no, more like leaps from rock to rock. And yeah, tree to tree. He's very nimble yeah. in those sandals. Yeah, he's a, especially definitely. for a chubby character. Yes. Now we are getting ahead of ourselves, so. We open on the prince being warned that something's wrong and the wise woman of their village is asking, telling everybody to come to town. And he's going up to a watchtower where an older gentleman is keeping watch on a certain area, which we had seen some worms, an animated worm-like cinematic. Yeah, it looked like some black slugs. Yeah. And very shortly, we're introduced to this gigantic spider-like creature. It looks like it's covered in these wriggling black slug worm-like creatures. Now we find out it is a boar by the name of Noga. Naga. Naga. Nago. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna mix up it's files a like the goddamn game show. <laughs> it's a boar god that uh, was turned into a demon uh, by his hatred for the humans. Also, iron poisoning. Yeah, he was shot with an iron musket ball. Yeah, basically. And we find out that uh, eyes are a weakness, as in most horror, genre, uh, giant enemy type things. My example is Shadow of the Colossus. The eyes are a go-to point to uh, stop any larger thing than yourself. And... uh, he unfortunately gets touched by this demonized boar god, and his arm gets cursed. And uh, which is actually awesome because the arm gets like super powered. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of thus decapitation number one. Yes, and yes, but uh, he eventually kills the boar god, um, and as it's dying, it. Uh, has this quote that says disgusting little creatures soon all of you will feel my hate and suffer as i have suffered and uh, that kind of sets up the motivation for all the god characters in this movie yeah they just hate humans which you know i can you know agree on some points but a uh, human yeah exactly but right before this this is where the wise woman rides in on a young man just I was expecting a bullwhip on her too, like faster, go, and uh, gives him some water to try to quell the curse. But obviously, that wasn't going to work. But uh, we find out that they go to their chieftain's hut, yeah, wise woman's hut, wise woman's hut, and uh, he basically gets banished. And the way that you get banished is all of them have top knots that gets cut off. Yes, you just have to leave. Well, how, haven't you seen Shanghai Noon? I yes. honestly can say no. Oh man, we're gonna have to watch that. Uh, that's gonna be Shanghai, a long time. You could do a whole episode on Shanghai Nights. Oh yeah, those movies are hilarious. <laughs> so, and also the role of this village is uh, none of the people can watch you as you leave. But the sister breaks that rule. His younger sister does not give a flying fuck, and he, she says it. Uh, you think I care? She gives him a crystal dagger necklace. Mm-hmm. Which comes up again towards the end of the movie. Yes. Um, but he's told that if he uh, goes to find the source of the iron ball that infected uh, Nago, that he may be able to find a cure for his curse. So he sets off 
to the west uh, to find the manufacturer of that ball. Yeah. Also, yeah. the wise woman says you're dead to us forever. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you know, trying to bring the bring her bad news here. I mean, like, she did say. I mean, like, she was reading the bones, the marbles, the polished other stones that she fucking was like throwing on a carpet. Like, I have bad news. You're our only surviving prince. Yeah, like yeah. There's not like, and uh, so yeah, he happens then to he leaves and uh, he happens upon a village that is part of a massacre at this point in yeah. time. There's a bunch of samurai thugs that are attacking the village. Yeah, and he finds out that uh, he has Superman arm. Yeah, and not, not, not enough. Not enough gore. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> not but, enough uh, for Sam, but more, more than any other Studio Ghibli movie that's been made. There's a lot of decapitation and severing of limbs. Yeah, basically this movie has taught me that one bow and arrow shot can decapitate an arm cleanly. Like a fucking saber. It's and awesome. Also, and also decapitate a head right at the neck, just like guillotine. And uh, this is, at this point, we uh, get introduced to Billy Bob Thornton's character, the monk. Jigo. Jigo. I did not know his name, honestly. Yeah. And he starts off with super donkey piss. Yeah, yeah. He, just out of nowhere. There's no lead up to it. He's just drinking soup and he just says that out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, they and, and, and apparently no one has ever seen gold before. No. No, in that town. So They're like, what the fuck is this? Our Where's main, my money? Our main protagonist in the story or antagonist, I always get the protagonist, protagonist. protagonist. Okay. Ashitaka pays for rice with a little gold nuggets. Like, is this enough? And the peasant woman's like what the hell is this get the fuck out of here and the monk comes over and he's like do you know what this is it's gold that's worth three bags of rice and he's like walking trying to get ashitaka's attention and then the woman grabs him like no give that back like that was fucking and then then three thugs follow after them and just decide to not follow after them because they run really fast yeah well we (laughs) Hey, we find out how... Uh, G is really good at running. I'm he, sandals. Yeah. He's definitely... Uh, how'd you put it earlier, Sam? He's limble. I thought... Wasn't it riding them? Riding them, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely riding the sandals. And uh, we find out that the monk is kind of a spy, kind of a... Yeah, he's like a spy for the emperor. He's kind of like a broker. Yeah. Of information. Like, he knows where Ashitaka is from, but they were supposed to be wiped out years mm-hmm. ago from the Emperor's. 500 land. years to be exact. Yes. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, it's just. He's got a really cool quote here, though, that I wrote down um, when Ashitaka is telling him uh, that he was cursed. He says, So you're under a curse, so what? So is the whole damn world. And I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean. It's a good quote. It's a pretty relevant, especially with how things can go in today's day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just said today's day. That was that was a stretch, but I'm still on his fucking shoe. I'm still like his goddamn sandals. <laughs> so we then open on a. Uh, it looks like a trade route. With a lot of oxen that just carrying rice, supplies, whatever. And people are just setting up uh, also weapons. It's early muskets and or... Uh, like rifles. Yeah, I'll think of the other word later. Sure. but uh, And then we uh, are introduced to Princess Mononoke. Not by, you know, her being called that. It's called a wolf girl. Yeah, by her riding on... One of two fucking cubs of the wolf god. And just yeeting their way through the fucking trees and avoiding bullets. 
and then their mother, the actual wolf god, comes. His name is Moro. Moro. Comes up and voiced t- by Scully. Yeah, from the X Files. <laughs> I never watched the X Files that much, honestly. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm I'm an uncultured swine. You can blasphemy. No, that's Blast fine. Me. But uh, Moro kind of knocks two of the male fighters. That oh, are... she knocks them. No, she knocks down a good. She many. kills a bunch of them. She, she kills, kills a, a bunch of them. By the two of, of them, them, two of them survive thanks to, to yeah. Ashitaka finding them at the bottom of the fucking river. Where you know, three spot? miles down. And he spots uh, the wolf girl who tells him to go away. Yeah, but she... Uh, so one famous, like, screenshot of the movie is her with a bloodied, like, mouth, face, or anything. Like, isn't that a yeah. pretty big screenshot that people get? And that's from her uh, sucking at the wound that Moro... Moro? Moro. Moro got from an iron bullet, same as... Noga, Naga, Naga, yeah, Nago. I'm gonna see keep saying a fucking ambulance company with this, which that comes back later in the movie too. Yes, it does, and she's sucking the blood from the wound as if that's going to heal it like a snake bite, and that's when she tells him to go away mm-hmm. as he tries to explain, hey, as he waves his infected arm basically. But uh, Ashitaka rescues the two men who were thrown from the cliff. Uh, and they enter the forest where we see what are called Kodama, or the little white forest spirits. And, uh, yeah, these guys remind me of Josh, because they have no hair. Wow, that's... They remind me of you, because they have no emotion. <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> and one of the guys that he's helping says, oh my god, there's thousands of them. And they just kind of yeah. shake their heads and click. Yeah, it's basically like... If you got a lot of them together, which happens later in the movie, it's like an applause. And, yeah, they make their way out of the forest after they get to a magical portion of the forest where they actually see the forest god. Yeah, it's the great forest spirit who looks like um, an elk with a human face. Uh, Like a, I want to say a monkey elf with a human face. That then turns into a giant astral projection Godzilla <laughs> that just is looking for little Tokyo. It's referred to the, to as the Night Walker because yeah. it changes the day to night. Yeah, it's re- it's also it's referred to as the Night Walker and the Day Walker at one point, I believe. Not, not to be confused with Blade. <laughs> uh, we're not going into that right now. That's like. <laughs> Watching something vampire-related and going out of Twilight. I just want to stab myself. Mm. So, after that point, uh, they do reach the outward edge of the forest. And they happen upon Irontown. Which is the manufacturing plant that is producing iron. And is obviously the source of how Nago got infected, got poisoned originally. And there's a whole group of people going to, like, welcome them back. Because the one gentleman, his name is Kuroku. And his wife is Toki. And uh, who's the voice actress? That, Jada uh, Pinkett Smith. There you go. And uh, great, like, just interaction between them two. Like, you're lucky I love you because I swear to f- Christ... The wolf should have eaten you. Which we also meet Gonza, who's the captain of the guard here, who's not very pleased to see Ashitaka. I do want to make note that he is voiced by John DiMaggio. And I noticed it immediately, but I could not place it for a second. If you don't know John DiMaggio, he voices Bender in Futurama, as well as King Zod in Disenchantment, the new Netflix series. And uh, my favorite game, my favorite game character, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Fuck you, Rob. I'm all, absolutely going to say that. Always comes back to the chainsaw guy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I wanted to point out that he looks a lot like Josh because he's got a big bushy beard and no hair and a temper. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're absolutely not wrong. I'm not going to debate that fact. 
still gonna say he also seems to be the only character that had any like distinctive character different characteristics he stood out he definitely stood out <laughs> and any he, of, any of the other characters in the, in the film he's he, the only one who had a distinct look he, he was very straightforward with his thinking too <laughs> right he, he was matter of fact of like, I don't trust this guy. He just saved these two people. I don't trust this guy. Nobody fucking listened to the captain, the goddamn guard. It's like, you're just a simpleton at this point. It's like, why are you here? But yeah. We find out that um, there are a bunch of uh, women that work the... Uh, was the forge. The forge. Uh, in the, the, bellows. the bellows. The bellows, yeah. So... And... Uh, they are all looking at Ashitaka, and um, Toki says something like, I bet you're handsome under that mask. And then he takes it off, and she says, you're not handsome, you're gorgeous. And uh, then all of the women, like, flock to see him, and they're like, oh boy, she wasn't lying, you're you're very handsome. And then we come to find out that they're all former uh, brothel girls. Yeah, I mean, the... What was the character's name that is the leader of the um, of Irontown? Lady Eboshi. Eboshi. Um, she basically went around different towns and bought up contracts of brothel girls to give them a better start. So on that front, I can applaud that effort for... I still think she should have died. She should have died because she's shitty. You're but... ruining the story. But uh shut the fuck up. Arm, but like God damn it, on. Sam. Come on. <laughs> We're not to that point. She lost an arm, okay everybody? They already fucking ruined it. I'm just gonna <laughs> spell it out right there. She but lost she an lives arm. like You're gonna lose an arm. <laughs> unjust, unjust. I'm gonna decapitate your arm. For, for as terrible of a person. Give me the bow and arrow. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> for, for as terrible of a person as Eboshi is, um, she does, you know, buy up the contracts for all these brothel girls. And we also find out that she went around and uh, employed lepers and cleaned their wounds and bandaged them. And they refer to her as the only person that saw them as human. Now, these lepers have basically proven their worth by developing the first... Rifle, Mus- yeah, musket rifle. They they make her weapons for her. Yeah, and obviously a lot of work had went into that. And they were given their own section of town. Quarantine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but Ibayashi, Iboshi. Iboshi. I'll have to try to remember that for the rest of this. But she goes in without any kind of care because she's like, they're just people. It's because she didn't have the proper biohazard. <laughs> All that stuff at the time. I'm sorry. Those, those people were clearly quarantined. I am I am going to refer to her as the new the first arms dealer. Yeah. In this war in this you Which know. is all the more reason why she should have died. She's no, she's the Tony Stark of this story. Give it time. Maybe Nicolas Cage, Lord of War. <laughs> uh, okay, I can go with that a little bit more. Well, that's that's funny. Well, she voices her uh, her motives to kill Morrow, the Wolf God, and she says that, and this is where Princess Mononoke is mentioned. The Wolf Girl will become human if the Wolf Gods are killed, which will not happen. That's. Made more and more apparent throughout because why? Speak of the devil, Princess Mononoke, aka San, uh, attacks Iron Town, and she goes straight for Lady Eboshi. Yes, and uh, and she armed the women, or at least two of them, two with of new the rifles. Widows, yeah, yeah, and. She made a statement of, come down here, I have two women that want to talk to you. And basically, they're widows of the men that her mother, technically, the wolf guard, wolf god, not wolf guard. I've said that a few times, and I know I fucked it up. But has killed, or she has killed herself. And uh, then it becomes Fight Club. Well, uh, they shoot 
sawn in the face, but she has this like bulletproof mask. Yeah, I assumed it, it was clay or something. It was a gift from the from the uh, forest god. It just breaks the mask, but she's fine. She's totally fine. But she like falls off the roof of the building, and um, you know, Lady Eboshi is telling them to aim at her, and they're like, "Why?" And she says, it "Cut off a wolf's head, but it still has the ability to bite." which also comes back up later in the movie. Yes, yes, it does. Um, now, this is where Ashitaka has been trying to prevent them from fighting, climbing up on the roof, following them, or at least uh, Son, Princess Mononoke. And uh, they then get into a fight club situation. He's, You can see worm-like energy coming from his arm because he's pissed off. And uh, he just starts throwing people, as well as uh, the guard captain. Gonza, yeah. Yeah, he just bends his sword until it's pointing back at yeah, him. Yeah, makes it look like a fucking paperclip. I wouldn't go with that, you know, complexity. But, I mean... He bends it easily. Yes, he does. Um, so, at that point, uh, Ashitaka takes the wolf girl... Knocks both her out and Ibashi. Iboshi. Mm-hmm. Iboshi. And, and uh, carries her to the gate where the other men who he had drinks with earlier told him it, has, it takes ten men to open the gate to the front of Irontown. But before that, as he's walking away, uh, the women who are holding the muskets, uh, one of them tells him if he walks away, they're going to shoot him. And he just continues to walk away, and they do follow through and shoot him through the chest. So as he is continuing to walk to the edge of the town, he's bleeding profusely. Yeah, yeah, that he is. So, uh, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but um, humans don't have a lot of blood. So if you lose that much, you will die. It's matter of fact. But Forest God comes in at... A point in the future. But uh, while he's still bleeding from his wound, he uh, lifts the gate up with his demon arm and just leads his elk out along with the girl. And then they're going up a hill and she happens to wake up. He falls off the elk. Yeah, he's, he passes uh, out. He passes out. And one of the wolves, I love this part, Goes straight to just chewing on his goddamn head. I'm like, that would have been death. I don't know. Like, what just happened? I was very confused. And she then starts to protect him. And this is where the uh, apes are introduced. Well, first she puts, like, the knife to his throat. And uh, she, you know, acts like she's going to kill him. And he says, you're beautiful. And it, like, stops in her tracks. But then the ape tribe shows up. And uh, as I have mentioned before, apes together strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're a shitlin. Basic shitlin. Yeah, they aren't designed. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for the new Disney reboot. Oh boy, we need another Planet of the Apes trilogy after. I might not, not, not even. Not, not even five years after after the other one's done. How many goddamn oh Disney my God. references can we make in this fucking? Vi- Podcast. Let's see. <laughs> Try to give a count at the end if I decide to listen through all this. Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. The apes, which have like these cool deep voices, are like, Give us the human. We will eat the human and take his power. <laughs> <laughs> if we kill the humans, we will save the forest. They're not wrong in some respects, but they also aren't designed at all. They're just, like, shades. No, I think that's cool, though. It makes them creepy. No, it is, except for later in the movie. They are showed fully detailed. Huh? They don't ever show the apes. Yeah, yeah they, they did. They did. did. At, ah, at, two to uh, one. Fuck see, you. I must not have seen that. Maybe at, you toward, towards the Towards the end, when they came back, and were like, you cursed us. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, maybe if you paid attention. Eight together, strong. I fucking hate you. Um, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so then Son and the wolves take Ashitaka back into the forest, where they take him back to the pool in the middle of the forest where they initially saw the forest spirit. And uh, she kind of like lays him in the water to heal him. And then he's visited by the forest spirit. Who is referred to as the Nightwalker, which is the giant, the giant shade. Blue, translucent monster. Godzilla. Of the forest. Yes, the kaiju. <laughs> and he transforms into that weird monkey elk human thing. Which he it's then very... heals the bullet wound. But not the curse. But not the curse. So, yeah. And San tries to free Yakul, the red elk, but even though she takes off his reins and tells him that he can go, he doesn't leave Ashitaka's side. And uh, we also find out she can talk to animals, apparently. Yes. She learns it all about Ashitaka from him. Um, and then there's a little bit of an, inter- uh, an interlude, and we see uh, Jigo again, and we find out that he's on a mission from the Emperor to kill the Great Forest Spirit. And because he... there's a belief that if you, what is it, drink the blood of the yeah, Great Spirit head, like you'll live forever, something along yeah. that. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird traditions in Chinese and Japanese culture with like longevity for like certain rare ingredients. Like shark fin is one of the biggest controversies over in that part of the world at the moment, where it's just unnecessary and not. Yeah. Really great. But he... There was a movie with uh, Andrew Dice Clay that would be awesome to review on your show. Uh, it was He did two movies. Um, this one, I think, was called Brain Smasher. Something like that. It sounds right up our alley, actually. <laughs> yes. And like he's like some type of like tough guy bouncer or something. Something like that. I forget exactly, but... This girl's on the run from this this like group of ninjas, and they're after some uh, ancient rare flower that if you eat it, it will give you immortality. Why does this sound like tangled? <laughs> I mean, vaguely. Uh, but either way, uh, we're also introduced to a new boar tribe that arrives. Voiced by Keith David. The, the the leader of the boars. A.K.A. Goliath. Yes, A.K.A. Goliath. Yeah. But, uh, what was that boar's name? That one's name is Akoto. Akoto. Uh, but yeah, the boars are fucking pissed and they want to kill the humans. Just like every other god character in the movie. Yeah. And uh, we then get to a part where uh, Ashitoki is uh, a little bit awake. And San uh, tries to feed him jerky, just straight up. <laughs> Ace Ventura style. Well, first she tries to feed him normally, and then she just starts chewing it, and yeah. Ace, Ace Ventura style. I haven't watched Ace Ventura in so there, long. There you go, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we see the wolf god and the boar god bicker. A bit. And we see the forest spirit again. And if you notice, the forest spirit walks on water like Jesus. And also or Naruto. Or Peter Sellers. <laughs> Thank God it didn't Naruto run. Uh, but uh, he basically is life and death because every every spot that he steps on immediately sprouts like flowers and plants. But then as soon as he steps away, it's just it death. I mean, it's very metal. I, I love it. Other than his design... I, I love that concept. I think it's a great design. I, that's one of my favorite characters. In this well, movie. you should get a tattoo of it. I might. On your chest. If anybody wants a Forest Spirit tattoo, hit me up at Rob Tomorrow on Instagram. You're such a fucking sellout right now. <laughs> that's for the end. Anyways. So, and one note I did want to make is with Iron Town is that the women are being very empowered to do their own thing and like not be put down or not be shown up by any of the men in Irontown or any of the men anywhere else. So at that point in time that yeah, I, I mean, could, there is a lot of female power in this movie. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. A lot, a lot of the strong female char- I mean, female characters are main characters. You got. I still think that fucking bitch should have died. <laughs> she should have. I agree with you. God damn it. She's horrible. But she was one of the strong. Good deeds leads. do not dignify or justify all the death and mayhem that she caused. I mean, I definitely gods. say she had way more like bad deeds than good. I fucking. I mean, she just is like, all right, we'll kill a god. Actually, we'll kill all the gods. Fuck a forest. <laughs> Let's get that paper. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just. Uh, but, uh, the Iron Town ends up being attacked by, um, this army of, like, samurais from the Emperor. And as the, like, women are defending the town, they're shooting these muskets. And one of the, the soldiers get, gets, uh, his arm severed. And you hear him screaming, oh, my arm. And I just, I love that. I feel like you were going to say something in relation to things killing. Oh, uh, my God, my feathers are fucking melting. Oh, my God, my arm is... My been... arm is melting. No, my arm's been shot off, you fuck. <laughs> um, Jigo's an asshole, though. He basically threatens uh, Lady Eboshi that she has to help him kill the forest spirit. Yeah, um... In this time frame, uh, our main protagonist, the prince, also has a heart-to-heart between Moro yeah. and... Which Moro tells him just to fucking jump off of, like, the cliffside cave. Yeah, just be done with it. It's like, you're gonna die anyway, just jump. And, uh, tells him to leave the forest, and if I see you again, I kill you. So, there's a lot of that throughout the movie. There is. It's but pretty prevalent. Ashitaka is, like... The he tries to be the mediator because he says, "Why can't the humans and the forest live together?" And that comes up several times in the movie because that's his goal. And um, but we also find out uh, from Moro that because San is linked to her, when the forest dies, she'll also die. Hmm. Yeah, that's. And we find out that uh, she came to be with the wolf gods because. Her parents, uh, who were defiling the forest, ended up throwing her at Moro before they fled. And Moro, as a sign of defiance, just raised their daughter as her own. Calls her her ugly, beautiful daughter. (laughs) It's pretty funny. And uh, so, Ashitoki. Ashitaka. Ashitaka. I don't have it written down on this page, so I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, he leaves, but gives one of the wolf cubs his crystal dagger pendant, you know, from his sister that he can't see ever again, you know, but, uh, the it, humans, it's she, she has a real quick comment. She goes, Ooh, pretty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's like, I hate the humans. And then they're like, here, here's this dagger for you. And she's like, Ooh, pretty. Well, the wolf says that it's not, No, she says that. Oh yeah. Damn it. Well, and then uh, Mora tells her, uh, you know that boy wanted to share his life with you. And again, she makes mention of that she hates humans. Yeah. Now, and on the other side of the forest, wherever the fuck that is, uh, the humans are luring the uh, boar army out with fire and or cutting down trees or whatever to make them angrier and stupid. And they're using the fire to block their sense of smell. Yes. Um, we all, we see the pigs in, like, decorative fashion, because the pigs are fucking just doing war paint on them. With mud. Yeah, with mud, so all I thought of was Black Sabbath war pigs (laughs) playing in the background while this was all going on. Which, you know, I have to say, for, for animal gods that only have hooves... They really know how to... They know how to make circles. You know, yeah. They know how to make circles <laughs> and designs. Um, you know. Yeah. But we find out that uh, Giro, Giko, the monk, and now... Um, Jigo? Jigo. I've said a lot Man. of names. Uh, they basically put landmines in the beginning section of where the boars attacked. So instead of, you know, just attacking the boars... They sacrificed the people from Iron Town, or a good amount of them, for that. Son, at one point, uh, 
is leading the war, the, uh... The charge. The charge to there. And, yeah, it's just a massacre on both sides. Um, yeah, we cut back to Irontown, where the ladies are all defending the fortress. Um, Ashitaka eventually makes his way back, um, and asks the ladies if they need any help, and they say no. We can always pour hot iron on them if we need to. Yes. And uh, they give uh, Ashitaka his weapons and his little fur cloak back. And uh, yeah, he kind of makes his exit on Yakul. And uh, at this point, Yakul ends up being wounded by the an arrow from one of the samurais. Because, you know, why not? Which uh, then Ashitaka fires his own arrow and decapitates a samurai. And At least three of them. And the other one's just like, nope, fuck this, <laughs> please. Yeah, they, uh, the fourth one was very intelligent. And uh, so he's running, well, riding the elk, trying to find Son. Mm-hmm. And eventually and, he makes it to like the front lines where there's a bunch of dead boars. He ends up uh, digging out one of the wolf pups from underneath a large pile of the dead boars. Uh, then we see Jigo's warriors. They dress up in the skins of the dead boars in uh, order to fool Akoto and have him lead lead them directly to the forest spirit since they want to kill a forest spirit. I do want to mention. And, and, and like skinned yeah. boar. But because. Boar. I do want to mention Nakoto. Nakoto. Akoto? Akoto. Uh, he is a large, white, four-tusked boar who's also blind. That's yes. one point we forgot to mention. So he can't see any of them. He can't and... see them. He can only smell them. But that's why they're able to fool him with the kind of just comical-looking boar skins that they're wearing. Yeah, somehow they're... When do they have the time to like skin all those, uh, hey, those those boars? You have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> they don't have lightsabers. I didn't see any <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> well, fuck you, people. They cut Katanas up the, or anything. They cut up on the boars and the other people design fucking them. muskets. I don't give a flying fuck anymore. Anyway, so uh, landmines Nak- apparently. Yeah. So Nakota. Nico- <laughs> when is this taking place? Nakoto. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> Koto uh, smells his comrades and basically demonizes. Yeah, he charges on, but his anger... Like, he falls over at one point, but then his anger fuels him, and he starts to become the same sort of demon creature that Naga was in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And um, uh, gets to the... Well, Son is trying to stop him from becoming a demon... And um, while she's surrounded in, in this clearing by all of Jigo's men who are dressed in uh, the boar skins, one of them hurls a rock at her and knocks her out. And then she kind of gets absorbed into this like mass of wriggling slug-like creatures that are sprouting on Okoto as he's becoming a demon. And I don't want to say tentacle. It's warm. Yeah, tentacles is apt. Uh, it's... <laughs> creepy crawlies <laughs> so uh Ashitaka has made it back at this point to the lake the pond the spirit pond spirit pool something whatever and uh, he calls out for San and she somehow hears him within the wiggling mess of of worms demon worms yeah calls out and then uh Okoto appears has no any idea like what how to conversate anything he's just yeah, mindless he's, at that point yeah he's lost his ability to speak which we see Moro who is gravely injured and dying and uh we also see the wolf cubs uh start killing the boar imposters yeah, which was actually pretty hilarious. Them just yeah. running through. Just running through and just throwing them everywhere. Yeah. 
But uh, Moro uses her last bit of strength to save Son from the demon of Koto. Uh, and she pulls Son out with uh, her teeth from the like mass of demon worms. Yeah. And then... At this point, Eboshi and Jigo are also in the forest. And they're seeing the forest spirit walk on water toward the... Uh, toward the, bo- the, the boar and the wolves. Which Eboshi uses her rifle to shoot the forest spirit right in the head. And he just, he just doesn't continues. care. Um, but as he approaches Moro and Akoto, uh, they, they both drop dead. Which is made mention of by Jigo that the forest spirit took their lives. Yeah. But Eboshi also made that statement about a wolf's head can still bite and uh that does happen that is how uh, it does end up happening but first the forest spirit starts to transform back into the night walker and during uh mid transformation eboshi shoots it again which uh decapitates it and essentially kills the forest spirit decapitation so it's at this point then there can be only one there yes (laughs) there can be only one Humans win. Apes strong. Yeah, apes peace. together strong. <laughs> uh, um, but, but at this point, the movie starts to remind me a little bit of that scene in Aladdin in the Cave of Wonders. Because the entire forest starts to like turn black and melt and you die. shall not pass. Infidels. <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we start seeing all of the little like Kodama, the little white forest spirits, all like falling out of the trees and like mass like numbers. Dead. They're in the thousands, and uh, like 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 a like a gas chamber hit them. Yeah, they just start dropping. But uh, wasn't gonna go that route with that. But okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's curb that one. So uh, the forest god turns into an evil. Night Walker, yeah, Dead Walker, like Death Walker starts sprouting all these like tentacle looking, like, trying to find things. its head, trying which, to find its head, yeah. which is in a iron case at this point. And then it's being carried, being off carried by, by a champ. Yeah, he's just in running. his in his sandals, mind his you. Sandals. Just put him in a Nike commercial. Just do it. <laughs> just run. But uh, and yeah, Moro's head kind of makes its way over to Lady Aboshi, where it promptly bites her arm off yeah we come back to that that phrase of cut a wolf's head off but it can still bite yep so there's a whole sequence of son and ashitaka which you can see the curse at this point has spread to ashitaka's like entire body yeah they make they make their way to that pond in the middle of the the forest because that's safe from all of the death it is and uh then they uh not safe it'll slow it down <laughs> yeah the water slows it down yeah that's right yeah they uh make their way back to iron town to warn well hold on hold on uh, you're yeah. skipping over an important part because i think this is an important part of the movie uh she son again says that she hates humans and ashitaka says i'm human but so are you and she like stabs him with I don't care. She stabs him with the crystal dagger and uh, says everything is over. The forest is dead. But yeah. Cut to forest spirit searching for his head. Which it knows where it is. It's following it. It's unable to get it even though it's spreading at, you know, a few miles a second. Uh, it ends up overtaking Iron Town, um, which Son and Ashitaka end up following Jigo with that iron box with the head in it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> He's running. Uh, evidently, he knows martial arts because he fucking fist fights Ashitaka. And uh, is pretty much on par. Um, but Ashitaka ends up uh, getting the head from Jigo and him and Son return the head uh, to the forest spirit um, because he says that it must be returned by a human 
and at this point, uh, both Ashitaka and San's bodies are overtaken by the curse uh, that Ashitaka had. Um, but once they give the Nightwalker his head, uh, it gets its full body back, but then it falls over and dies. It reheals the forest, at the very least. Yeah. But... It, well, once it dies, all of those spots that were turned black and killed by the the black nightwalker um they sprout new plants and flowers in all of those areas which eventually overtake all of iron town so the industrialization and some one of the the townsfolk says i didn't know the the the, <laughs> the, the forest spirit made the flowers grow <laughs> like dude put two and two together man <laughs> You not don't do shit. The forest spirit. Oh, but Lord yeah. Almighty. Na- nature overtakes. Eat two bowls of rice, not one. <laughs> nature ends up overtaking uh, the industrialization, though. Um, and then we see that Ashitaka and Son wake up in like a bed of flowers, and Ashitaka is cured. Of the curse. Well, they're they're both cured because they're, they're they're, both they're, they were both uh, she got infected too. Yeah, both of them are cured, but Ashitaka has a scar that remains on his hand, and possibly more. We don't know. And um, San says that you know even though the forest is back, it'll never be his forest again. And Ashitaka replies that you know the forest spirit is everywhere. He is life itself. Um, and, you know, although Ashitaka is in love with San, they end up separating at the end of the movie, uh, because San cannot forgive the humans for what they've done to the forest spirit, while Ashitaka chooses to stay and help rebuild Iron Town. So that he's close. Mm-hmm. And then... And at the very last shot in the movie, we see that, um, the Kodama have started to return to the forest, which they mentioned before marks the sign of a healthy forest and that's how the movie ends with peaceful music which is awesome and all the wrong people died the wrong kid died i fucking hate both of you right now (laughs) so after everything is said and done i will still say that this has lived up to the hype of a studio ghibli movie you know 22 years after (laughs) It's been 22 years. I think that's that math is correct. 97. Yeah. Yeah. 22 years old. And uh, yeah, it's still a great movie. For my first time seeing it, I really might have to change my answer for our favorite Studio Ghibli film to this one. Mainly just because of the nature overtaking industry aspect. But for our rating system, we've decided per the spirit of the movie, we're going to be rating them one to five, as usual, on decapitations. So one to five decapitations as how much we enjoyed the movie. So Sam, since you're our guest on this episode, how... Coming back to this movie, how many years after you saw it at one point, how would you rate it now? I'd, I'd give it three decapitations. I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. It had a good story. But I thought all the wrong people died. I thought, <laughs> thought it could have been uh, a lot bloodier. Especially with decapitations and body limbs, you know. I like, it was a fair amount. You know, yeah, but like, with musket shot, I want the Patriot. <laughs> I want a musket shot you in the goddamn head. You're mean to me, and then you're mean to Sam. Too. I'm mean to everybody. I, 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 want, I want Mel Gibson directorial, like, violence. War <laughs> depiction violence. <laughs> Like, I want Braveheart in that movie. I, I want The Patriot in that movie. I, I want Hacksaw Ridge in that movie. I fucking... It's a Studio Ghibli film, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I want more violence. I. It's not all about the violence. It's not even all about the money. 
<laughs> well, for what's her name, it was. For the Joker, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker. Let's just get that correct. Rob, how would you rate this movie? Because you've seen it more times. So, uh, I think I'm going to give it a four and a half decapitations. I fucking hate you. Out of five. There's no such thing as a half a decapitation. Yes, even, there is. No, you're, yes, there is. Nicholas Nick from the yes, Harry yes, Potter there series. is. No, there, go fuck yourself. The, That's the, a, you. You can. There's. There's clearly is because if you if you watch plenty of horror films, the the guy can like you know hack the head off right, but it's still like attached. You know, that's, that's but, not but a, it's that's not a half. That's not a fucking half. <laughs> it technically is because no, 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 the, the no, no, head's no, no. still on. No, you it's know? no. If it's still hanging, if it's hanging off, and it's like a sliver, I'll say that is a decapitation. I'm talking about just halfway through. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I like to do the half just because I know it pisses you off. I. Uh, but There's no such thing as a half stab. There's no such thing as a half a decapitation. Yes, there no, there isn't. Ask the French. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Look at history. But uh, I'm going to give it a... Freedom! F- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give it a four and a half because, um, you know, I, every time I watch this movie, you know, I enjoy it just as much as the first time I saw it. It holds my attention the whole way through every time. It never gets boring. Um, you know, I know that Sam wanted more gore, but I'm, I'm good with the gore, the level of gore that's in this movie, uh, especially, you know, knowing that it's a studio Ghibli movie and that they mainly market towards children um, and young adults, and young adults, but uh, they're family movies, but you know, this one's a bit darker and, uh, yeah, I, I really like the subject matter as well. Like you mentioned with the nature overtaking, uh, industry and you know all, all of the themes. Goodfellas so. is a family movie. <laughs> yeah, and Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. It is a Christmas movie. I know that's my favorite thing to say. So like, is Lethal Weapon. Exactly. And Cobra. <laughs> and the Long Kiss Goodnight. Okay. And you need to stop. <laughs> no, no, you're grounded. <laughs> God damn it. Half of every Shay Black movie. Oh, uh, but uh, so. so. So, Josh, what about you? What are you going to rate this out of I, five? Out of, out of five, I'm going to give it four, and that's all I'm going to give it. Four out, and a half. No, four decapitations out of five, because I loved nearly everything in this movie, except for the spirit god fucking monkey elk human thing, hum, just hybrid shitlin'. Really, that character design. I'm sure it has some meaningful reasoning for that design within the culture, but I just, it's just offsetting. Just disappoint me. To me. So, yeah. So Sam did a three. Rob did a four and a half because he's a fucking piece of shit. And I did a four. All in all, I still think it's a really good movie, and I will probably watch it at some point again, and probably rate it the same. Alright, so for our next show, we're going to have a very special, in theaters now, special episode. I fucking, uh, I don't like this Josh idea, but... is super excited for. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited for another piece of this Monopoly. And uh, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I do want to admit this is not a terrible movie. This is not a great movie. Obviously, we don't know. But it is the final trilogy to this new series of Star Wars reimagining. Kathleen Kennedy, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Sam is clearly (laughs) not a fan. Yeah, it looks movies. better than the last one, but oh my god, what a piece of shit. I love Star Wars, so I'm down for any of it. And I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I'll enjoy this, the movies. So, see how that goes, and uh, go from there. But we want to thank Sam for joining us on this very illuminating night. Because we didn't, me and Rob both didn't realize certain actors... That were voice acting different characters or where they had played other characters like 
Goliath and gargoyles. Oh, yeah, oh quick, quick! Uh, I'll give you another one. Billy Crudup oh, uh, was uh, Doctor Manhattan. We need to stop him. Yeah, and he was an Alien Covenant as well. <laughs> yeah, you both need to like. You just need to get married or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, uh, thank you for being here. We enjoyed having you and having all your knowledge. And uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you at? You can find The Fishbowl, F-I-S-C-H again, at Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Alexa. Um, you can follow me at my Instagram and Twitter handle at The Fishbowl 88, all one word, and on Facebook as Just The Fishbowl. Check me out. Please subscribe. Uh, I'll be having... Uh, more interviews coming in the coming weeks. Um, I got a ton of shit uh, backlogs, so keep an eye out. All right, then, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. If you enjoyed this show, please be sure to subscribe to Don't Watch This with Rob and Josh and leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Instagram at Don't Watch This Pod. If you have any suggestions for movies that we should watch or have a question, email us at don'twatchthispod at gmail.com. You can follow Rob on Instagram at RobTomorrow. We want to give a special thank you to friend of the show, Emily Jones, for making the incredible artwork for this show. Give her a follow on Instagram at Royale Froggy. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll be back soon.